across South Africa, online and on radio. SAFM, let's talk. Twenty-three minutes now before eleven. You're still listening to the Headspace. I suppose these are the last kicks of a dying horse. Um, uh, we're now moving on to our next conversation. Uh, we are now talking about what is happening with our parliament. Now, I suppose um, when we're citing what happened in parliament in the eyes of whoever would think in that fashion would be. I'm probably against the EFF. They will probably now say, I am against the EFF. That's why I am raising this conversation. I am a puppet of the DA going against the EFF. That's the stream of thinking that we're hoping that we have managed to dispel, at least to extinguish with reason, in the duration of the headspace. Let's listen to this clip and then you can uh, pick up from where we are going to leave that on off. We cannot allow uh, Honorable Malema to disrespect the House and waste the time of the House. Honorable Malema agreed to take the question. He must respond to the question. And Chair, it was even wrong to allow him to even respond to the President because Honorable Malema respected, disrespected Parliament and walked out and not listened to the President. I don't know what he's responding to because he's not listening to the son of the President. And he left with his bodyguards and eyes. Well, thank you very much. Honorable Malema, if you just, can just indicate whether you answered any question or not, so you can proceed. I never said I won't answer the question. So I'm, I'm, I'm reading my speech. No one is going to tell me what to do at what time. I'm in charge. That's why these fools are running around here. I'm in charge. On a point of order, Chair. Order, Chairperson. Point of order, Chairperson. Order, Chairperson. Point of order. The ruling party by point of order. Chairperson. All of undermined. Point of order. Chair. I'm in charge. I'm running. Chairperson. We are not in charge. You can all jump. The Honorable members, we are not in charge. We are going to show you. Honorable Baliba, order. Order of the opposition. Order members. Running the house. I'm in charge. Come on. Order members. Running the house. Who's next, sir? Can we have all the members? I don't want DP. I've got these things. Honorable Shibamba, please sit down. Order, Chairperson. Chairperson. Madam, order. Chairperson. Point of order, Chairperson. Point of order, Chairperson. Can you please sit down? Please sit down. As per the rules of the city. Please sit down. I'm ordering you to sit down. As per the rules of the house, a point of order. Please sit down. I've not pointed you, please sit down. Because if Honorable Malema, you must not be asked anything. I've not given permission to speak, please sit down. Chairperson, order, please. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Chairperson, order. Order, Chair. What's your point of order, member? Thank you very much, Chair. I rise in terms of Rule 14P. Honorable Malema has just made an under, a very dangerous statement here. He referred to people as fools. I think it is unparliamentary, and Comrade Malema must withdraw that statement. Chairperson, Chairperson, order please. Chairperson, honorable members, can I ask Chair. you to please Chair. sit down? 
Honorable Majesty, please take your seat. I've not uh, pointed at you. Please sit. Honorable Malima. Yeah. Uh, please withdraw the reference to members as things. Um, uh, uh, and or, or fools, whatever the case may be. Please, 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 please indicate so that we can proceed. Is it, is it unparliamentary to say you are a fool? It can't be, Chair. No, man. It can't be, Chair. I'm telling you. Point now, of you can, order, Chair. You can check your stuff there. Speaker, on a point of order. If you are not clever, you're not clever. There's nothing No, I can on do a point of order. Can I make a ruling on the matter, honorable members? Yes. That this matter will be looked at? Yes. And I'll, I'll, I'll revert back to you with the, with, the, with, the, with the ruling late, later on. For now, let's proceed. Honorable Malema. Thank you very much. And this is the type of uh, uh, conduct we see in Parliament. And this is why we're having this conversation. Now, the question we're asking for this conversation is South Africa descending into a new season of anarchy. Are we heading to the destruction of parliamentary decorum in South Africa? Is there anything that can be done to restore order in our parliament? Joining us now on the line is Mr. Ahmed Sheikh Amem, or Imam, caucus leader of the National Freedom Party, the NFP. Good evening to you, sir, and thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. Very good evening to you and all our listeners. Also, we do have the president of the African Christian Democratic Party, the ACDP, Reverend Dr. Kenneth Misha. Good evening to you, sir, and thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. Good evening, sir, and to all your listeners. I don't know if um, we are uh, in the right space of mind to even speak when we are going to have this kind of acrimony in an environment where there's supposed to be decorum the best of our best thinkers are there and then we witness these things almost every other sitting of parliament hence the question is this going to be the new norm now i'm going to begin with you mr imam well first of all let me tell you you know this is the kind and caliber of people we have representing 59 million people in south africa now these are the people that are tasked with a budget of almost 1.5 trillion rand. And this is the behavior you have. Now, it is really not about in the interest of the people that we serve. I think it is all about scoring points. And I think the decorum and the dignity of the house has been affected so much that I think you need to do so much of damage control to be able to gain that credibility in the people that we serve at the moment. Now, the problem, I think, stems from the fact that, number one, is the rules. But more importantly, there is provision in some of the rules to be able to deal with this matter. And I think it's just not being dealt appropriately, and that's the problem we support. But remember that when you come particularly to the EFF, if you check with the EFF's policies, if you look at their conduct and things, how are they scoring? Not on that policy. It's very easy to go out and tell the country, I'll give you 3,000 grand a month grant, I'll give you free houses, I'll give you free land, I'll give you this, I'll give you that, I'll give you that. Are we able to deliver? No. But you're telling people what they want to hear. And that's the unfortunate thing. But parties like the ANC are also falling into the trap. Like what happened today was totally uncalled. 
Now, gender-based violence being such a sensitive issue in South Africa currently, 113 are affected every day, women or children in South Africa. People are being, women are being raped and murdered every other day. And yet, look at the behavior of us, particularly on the matter of the gender-based violence. This personal attacks on each other. I mean, that's not what we're there for. And like I said before, politicians are supposed to be finding solutions to the problem in the country, but currently politicians are the cause of the problems in the country. And that's the answer. Uh, Reverend Dr. Mushwe, your take, is this our new normal in Parliament? Uh, if this matter is not nipped in the bud, that will or that may become the norm. Now, I appealed to the presiding officers in Parliament that they need to set a good example themselves because among them, you have people who are inconsistent with their rulings. If, for example, a presiding office rules that something is out of order or a conduct is unacceptable and they say withdraw. And the MP that is being addressed does not withdraw but continue speaking. That undermines the ruling of the presiding officer and the presiding presiding officer in charge is not helpful by allowing that MP to go ahead after violating or ignoring the ruling. Now, when the parliamentary uh, presiding officers do not enforce the rules, then Parliament will descend into chaos, which would send a very bad message out there. When school children realize that you can do anything you want in the Houses of Parliament, you can ignore correction. You can, you can ignore rulings. You can ignore authority. What are those children in schools learning? They will do the same thing. They will ignore what the teachers are saying. They will ignore what the headmaster is saying. They will ignore what the authorities or officials from the Department of Education are saying. Why? Because they learn that from members of parliament. So one of the things I... I also require, I, I was mentioned today was that it is very uncomfortable and un- unpleasant to the ear to hear some young people in the township say we are missing the entertainment in parliament, we are missing the circus, we are always looking forward to entertainment from parliament. Now, this is wrong because parliament needs to be taken seriously and for parliament to be taken seriously, the leaders themselves, the members of parliament themselves, need to set exemplary conduct. They need to show what exemplary leadership and conduct is. I remember a few years ago, Mr. Mandela challenged members of parliament by saying they need to set a good example to the young people because the young people out there are looking for role models. Members of parliament should be role models when it comes to personal conduct and how to debate each other, how to conduct oneself in public. They need to be role models. And unfortunately, that is not happening. And for that to happen, obviously, the rules of parliament must be tightened because in the National Assembly, 
when the two houses are not meeting together. Uh, the speaker or the presiding officer has the right to switch off the mic so that the confusion that took place today would not take place. But unfortunately, when the two houses of parliament are sitting, that ruling cannot be done because the rules don't make a provision for that. That's why a number of members of parliament have called for the revision of the rules, and I believe it's going to happen because of what we saw today and the personal attack, the attack on the integrity of people, what was said about the president in public, I mean, that was un- totally unacceptable for the president to be accused of being uh, guilty of gender-based violence when his ex-wife was on record to say, it is not true, he never beat me, but some people want to perpetuate that. You realize that people are not interested in building each other and in building the nation, but they are interested in, in polit- cheap political point scoring and destroying each other's characters. So as the ATVP, we appeal that parliament should be a place where there is order so that youngsters out there, so that people out there will know that the people who are leading us are people whose example we can emulate. But many of those who are in parliament, their examples should not and they are, must not be emulated because it is embarrassing, it is disgusting. You only see one um, moment of disrespect to the other. Disrespect is the only thing they seem to have learned from wherever they landed. So from the ACDP side, we are appealing to particularly members, uh, presiding officers, to ensure that they insist on people. Uh, maintaining the rules, people obeying the rules, and those who don't obey the rules, they deal with them and leave, tell them to leave the house or whatever is something that must be done. But the most important thing is we cannot continue the way we are because we are a laughing stock in the international community. International friends we have are asking the question, what is South Africa doing destroying the respect for one another, the respect for elderly people, the respect for, for, for even a democratic open debate because we are descending into chaos, into ripping each other's integrities and characters apart, which is not going to help build the new South Africa we want to see. All right, I want to open the lines for you, both of you gentlemen, 0891-104-207, 0891-104-207. We're taking your calls throughout the program and also your text messages. Don't worry, I can see your uh, WhatsApp uh, texts there. I'll be reading them in a short while, but I see uh, many of you are still responding to a previous conversation. I understand we'll read those during the open line. All right, uh, I'm, I'm worried about this, both of you gentlemen. It seems as though for almost three years now we've been seeing this, and it seems all 400 of our parliamentarians don't have the capacity to nip this in the bud. I hear you saying it needs to be nipped in the proverbial bud, Reverend Dr. Kenneth Mishra, but you have not done anything as parliamentarians to do that. Making these appeals does not translate to it being the actual fact. This thing continues and continues and continues. There is no motion to change the rules. There is no rule that has been added or subtracted to make sure that this is prevented. Nothing has been done by Parliament to make sure that this happens. Quite frankly, uh, we hear people saying we're going to disrupt Parliament and nothing is done. We observe at at the State of the Nation address for an hour and a half, this mayhem happening and Parliament 
could not do anything. All of you were not able to do anything, let alone the presiding officers. Is it possible that perhaps all of our leaders, parliamentary leaders, are just unable to deal with disorder? They're just participating. You can join them. If I beat them, join them. Can I come in there? Yeah, go ahead, Mr. Yeah. Imam. Okay, I think one of the problems we're sitting with is parliamentary immunity, which members of the House enjoy. So you can say anything you want, you can insult anybody, you can abuse them, you can do everything you want to do, and then all you need to do is withdraw the statement. But remember, once you withdraw the statement, the damage has already been done. Because millions of people have already, and you know, the perception is people will, you know, 50% of the time believe what they've heard, even if there's no truth. And that's actually the first thing. The second thing is you must appreciate that even though you may have, and I'll give you a good example. If you look at what happened in Sonar 2020, where they were insisting on, 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 on putting it to a vote on deciding whether Minister Godan should leave and whatever it is, the rule is very clear that there is no voting. So it's not that all in all your instances that the rules don't provide for it. It provides. But if you want to be destructive, you're going to continue to be destructive. And what did they say? They've caucused before they come into the house and they came there. They were not interested in SONAR 2020. They were not interested in listening to the president. Uh, you know, and, and, they, and they did what they want to do. They got the message across and they went to work. So the thing is, is that no matter how much you strengthen it, unless the consequences, and that's where we always fall in, in government on, on whether you talk about implementation, in every sphere of government, one of the major problems we have is which is consequence management. Now let me tell you, even if a person was asked to withdraw from the House or the parliamentary precinct, what happens? He's just going to withdraw for the day, the next day he'll be in the sitting again. So can you see the consequence management is where the problem is? Unfortunately for political parties like myself and Honorable Mishwede, there is only so much you can do but recommend and recommend and recommend. You sit into the rules committee, uh, in the chief works forums and things, you highlight these things, you bring them out. They can all see it and we've repeatedly said, let's tighten it to the extent that we come there and conduct ourselves in a satisfactory manner. We have a, a purpose to come there. There are people looking up to us, not only nationally, internationally. But again and again, members like, particularly in this instance of the EFF, they come there to disrupt, and that is all they're interested in. So even though the rules have provided for certain things, they will still continue. Like, I'll give you another good example. You are not allowed to converse loudly while somebody is speaking. You are not allowed to interrupt somebody while he or she is speaking, unless on a point of order. So some of the rules are there, but they know the weaknesses that you can stand up and you say that. Once a, a, a presiding officer has ruled on a matter, the next person should not be standing on the same point of order. But because there's a weakness, what would happen? Honorable Malema will stand up, then Honorable Shivap will stand up, and then 10 of them, they will they know what they must do. And the next one, and the next one, and the next one. So Here, the here's my problem, Mr. Imam. For, forgive me for interjecting. Here's, here's my problem. You have the yeah. powers, privileges, and immunities of Parliament Act uh, yeah. and, and provincial legislatures. Uh, this is a piece of legislation that is not cast in stone. 
Mm. All these, uh, this parliamentary privileges you've so accurately pointed out is not cast in stone. We are able to amend and edit and change it so that it can fit and be befitting for conduct in Parliament. But we don't seem to be doing that. In 2017, you had a sitting of that committee having to deal with those uh, chaired by, by Dr. Mutsecha. But you have not dealt with this situation. It still persists in 2020. So I'm wondering again, why do we have parliament that is going to be the example of the greatest minds in our country if we're not going to be demonstrating those great minds and changing things that don't work? If those rules don't work, if those rules are being circumvented, let's make let's erect rules that will not be circumvented. Herein lies the question. I'm going to ask direct this one to Dr. Mishwe. Why is it that we seem not to be doing anything about these because after all we are able to change them why not change these immunities if they're problematic if that's the problem why not change it up until it suits the behavior that we're seeing or the misbehavior that we're seeing in parliament you know i i have never seen so many members of parliament disgusted uh, by the behavior of some MPs, as I have seen last week, Thursday, during Sona, and this afternoon. And from what I've seen and what I've heard, there is definitely going to be action this time. We have had uh, some presiding officers who have been saying they are going to outgrow this, they are going to outgrow, outgrow this, and it is not happening. For the first time now, there are leaders who have said we now have to use a strategy that will hit their pockets. Penalties must be ex- uh, imposed. Now, when we, as my colleagues have correctly said, when you just tell a member to leave, they come back and they, they do the same thing. But once there is a rule that says um, those who continually are disruptive and who do not take orders, then there must be penalties imposed, such as hit their pockets, fine them heavily, so that at the end of the month, they will lose some salaries and or part of the salary, and if it continues, increase the penalty. I know in my heart that finally they are going to stop because they will know that I'm going to lose out at the end. My family is going to lose out at the end. I believe we are at the stage where most parliamentarians are now saying enough is enough. They are no more happy about what's happening. They thought, well, with, uh, with time, uh, some members who are disruptive will outgrow this thing, and it's not happening. So, But now I believe the time has come when South Africans are going to know that the next time the rules committee meet, an announcement is going to be made. This has been changed. This has been added. These are the penalties that are going to be imposed on those who are guilty. And we are going to, as the ACP, we are going to appeal to all members of parliament who want the decorum to be restored in parliament, who want to see the respect to be restored that the public must have or should have on members of parliament, not to defend the guilty. Not to defend the guilty, but to say we have been sent to the president, put the interests of South Africa before the interests of your own party. That's what many have been saying. So now we are going to say to all MPs, 
put the interests of South Africa before the known interests of your political party. If you are guilty, you are guilty. Please, other political parties, do not defend the guilty as it has happened many times. They defend the guilty by voting and by objecting when decisions have to be made that seem to be harsh. It is time now right. that the harsh statement and harsh treatment, harsh penalties must be imposed Allow me to to just go to the news there, Reverend. We'll come back and I'll give you an opportunity to respond uh, fully. And we still have Silo and Nathan on the the line. We'll give you all the opportunity to vent out your opinions. And then we'll conclude our conversation after the news. Please permit me to go to the news a minute now after 11. It's time for the final bulletin for today with Zolega Kodash. Hashtag SAFM Headspace. Welcome back and thank you very much for sticking around. You're still listening to The Head Space. We are together until midnight. It's 6 after 11. Thank you very much to Zolega Godashi. She's gone. Thank you very much, madam. Hope you don't mind me calling you madam. <laughs> May you travel home safely. See you tomorrow, Zolega. <laughs> thank you, Naye. Yes. <laughs> Let's go to Silo in Mukopane. Silo, please be a brief. I'm going to have Nathan as well. Uh, let's, let's begin with Silo. Silo, good evening. Thanks, Larry, for taking my call. Mm. I think the clip that you played of Malema, it should uh, went beyond that. Where does this thing all started, Naye? Mm. And what had happened, it started last week. There was no halabaloo when Boy Mamagolo attacked Judas Malema in Parliament about his personal issues. He did it again in Parliament today. And when Malema responded to the whole question of women and gender violence in Donindonenai, then Malema is, is reckless, Malema does not respect, Malema is disruptive, and the whole EFF don't want to uphold the rules of law and so forth, which in my view is absolutely nonsense and hypocritical. But Habila Tlamini mentioned this issue somewhere in Deben last. No one talked about that. ANC put it under the carpet. The same ANC, if, if we're going to talk about human abuse, emotional and not undone-undone, how many ministers were been floating around with asking for for Silo, Silo, you're getting cut. I'm missing out on what you're saying. How many ministers say that again? How many ministers of the ANC has been caught abusing or having affairs all around with young uh, girls asking their pictures? and so forth. The letters is Zizugodwa and Dulemari. They've been accused of abusing ladies somewhere. So, you know, Naya, if you're going to concentrate only on EFF, we're not going to deal with this issue. We must, we must stop being hypocrites as people and deal with the issue in, uh, in a very balanced manner. Boy attacked Julius. That's a fact. Malema responded. Malema is in trouble. How is that possible? And 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 then when we say uh, EFF members are objecting now and then, what happened to the? Let's talk about what happened to the ANC people who were objecting 
making points of order left and right and center when Malema was talking. And the, and the chair did not recognize some of the EFF who have been raising their, their point of order. So, so, sorry sorry for, 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 for interjecting there, Silo. So what are you suggesting, yes. that it is okay to be disorderly when you have been offended? Is, is that what you're suggesting? Because what we're trying to establish here is decorum in Parliament. Even when you respond to things, surely you are able to respond with the decorum expected of you as a member of Parliament. That's what we're trying to establish. Not necessarily, we're not suggesting that uh, Malema should not be entitled to defend his integrity. We are suggesting that surely if the national contract says there must be decorum, fitting or befitting of Parliament, everyone, all and sundry, must be clubbed together there. Now, why should other people be allowed to desecrate and decimate that decorum purely because last week they were offended? <laughs> it is funny that I'm sorry for, for giggling now. Yeah. You know, what, what you are saying is yeah. um, uh, you are saying some people are talking about Malema, if I'm correct, right? That they, they can be allowed to allegedly disrupting and then I, th- I think this word disrupting in parliament is not correct it's just flying around by media people it is not because the eff or whoever they let's do because you are the issue is eff the law or the uh, uh, rules allow but, so, sorry sorry Silo, I, I need you to respond to what i was asking are you saying that should be disorder in parliament purely because people are offended what do you mean by disorder? I mean when there is going to be a call, repeated call for order because that order has dissolved into chaos. I didn't see chaos there. Oh, okay. I didn't see All chaos right. there. All right. Perhaps we're we'll watching I, I, different I, parliaments then. No, I didn't see okay. chaos the way you're saying. Okay. Because if you're going to say that is the I'm going to play it again. Don't worry, Sil. I'm going to play that clip because that clip demonstrates the chaos I'm referring to. At 30 after, I'm going to play the clip for you. I'm going to move on to Nathan. Nathan and Kay. Chief Nathan, good evening. Chief Nai, how are you? I'm all right, Chief Nathan. How are you? <laughs> I'm okay. Let me start with this statement. Yeah? Mm. If you always defend your children's mistake, one day you will hire a lawyer to defend their crime. Yeah. This spring is not child abuse. All of us, they disciplined us. If they fail, uh, okay, on that statement, I'm giving an example of Malema and the ANC. It's yeah. ANC which groomed Malema and all economic freedom fighters, not so? Mm. If they fail to put the laws which can govern them in the parliament, how can they put the laws which can govern us as public or as people? Okay. Why don't they set a law which can govern them within the parliament? If you abuse the parliament, that's right. That's right. You that's... should be punished. You understand? Yeah, that's what our guests are saying. Nathan, please allow me. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave your comment right there. You're spot on there. That's the question we've been asking our guests, and I thought you heard what uh, Reverend Mishri was suggesting as well. Uh, gentlemen, please forgive me. We need to give you two minutes each, if we can, and then we conclude our conversation. I'm gonna begin with you, uh, Mr. Imam. Uh, your response to the calls and your closing remarks in two minutes, well, please. First, 
first of all, you know, allow me to agree with what Chief made me what he's saying. That clearly, I mean, you've got to lead by example. If we as the House who are responsible for making laws in this country, and if we can't make rules to govern successfully, then how are you going to make rules and laws to govern the entire nation or the country as a whole? And I think, like I said earlier on, one of the problems is it's not only the rules, but the enforcement by the uh, presiding officers. And, uh, uh, okay, the rules are not sufficient at this stage. I think it needs to be addressed, and I think it is going, I think my colleague has alluded to that as well. I think clearly there is something that's going to be done about the rules. However, that if the presiding officers do not exercise the authority in terms of the rules and act, you're going to continue with the destruction uh, and, 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 and mayhem that you have in the parliament. That's the first thing. But I think what we must understand, and I must agree with you, that it does not mean that if someone stood up from the ANC and said something that you must react in the same manner, you must take into consideration that you are a public representative with a mandate there to serve the interest of the people, that the quorum and dignity of the House is important. You need to command that respect so people could believe in you. And clearly that is not what has been happening. So, you know, uh, unfortunately, like I said earlier, because there's parliamentary immunity, people can say whatever they want in parliament, and that is being abused to a very large extent as well. All right. So we are very hopeful that having, uh, you know, uh, uh, gone through this, that we are going to sit down now and put in place rules that we know that could deal with these matters effectively so we don't have a repetition of what has happened. All right. Please allow me to just move over to the Reverend Misha. Misha, Reverend Misha, please allow me to just take you one minute. I promise two minutes. If, if you're able to do it in one minute, please, sir. Um, members of Parliament must be reminded that you cannot correct a wrong with another wrong. There you go. Two wrongs don't make a right. Secondly, presiding officers hold the key to restoring order in Parliament. They must implement the rules, and where the rules do not cover any situation, they can propose an amendment to rules so that they can be tightened. And then the ACDP is also going to con- to make a proposal that we need to consider coming with qualifications for leadership. You cannot just be an MP raw where you are not taught manners where you're not taught respect, where you're not taught how to behave and how to deal with other people, to come and be what you are doing today that's unacceptable in Parliament. Or during the induction of new MPs, MPs must be told the do's and the don'ts. They must be told what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. Just to conclude that because a person has a democratic right, they can say whatever they say because we have freedom of speech, is not helpful. Freedom of speech must have its own limitations. Members of Parliament must be reminded that there are children out there, there are students out there who are looking up to them. Whatever they see doing, they think it is okay, and they will repeat what they see on television, what they see in Parliament, in the schools. So to build a South Africa that will be respected by international committee, respected by all members of Parliament, must learn self-respect and respect for their neighbor. Right. And obviously, as a Christian, I would even say respect for God, because if you respect God... Got it, God, got it. Reverend, please allow me to listen leave it right there. Our time is entirely, it's, it's absolutely up. Both of you, Reverend Kenneth Mishwe and also Mr. Ahmed Sheikh Imam, thank you very much for coming through and talking to us. Really appreciate your time.